about what we give our time, attention, and love. We enjoy sharing and following friends, family, colleagues, and inspirational leaders aligned with our passions and interests in a hyper-connected world. We're all about tribes. We join tribes that speak to us and align with our vibe. In Tribe Goals, we share time with key lifestyle and industry change makers as they share some of their inspirations, thinking, and flow with their communities. We'll see how they started and grew their tribe, as well as which they have joined and how that has fueled them. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, and we'll navigate our favorites in our show, Tribe Goals. We are so excited to kick off the second season of Tribe Goals, and today's episode comes from our cover star, Jamie Gray Hyder of NBC's Law & Order SVU. After our February issue cover shoot, which took place at Dream Hotel downtown in Tao Group's PhD rooftop lounge in Terrace, we caught up with her to talk about her career, being in David Guetta's videos, voice acting for Call of Duty, HBO's True Blood, USA's Graceland, and of course, being in the main cast of NBC's Law & Order SVU, playing Detective Kat Azara Tamim. We talk about how she prepares for her roles, what it's like to get into character on the show with stories that are ripped from the headlines, and what it's like to hang out and work with her colleagues, Mariska and Ice-T. I've been a fan of yours actually for a number of years, from True Blood, and I have a number of friends who have um, played video games that you've been the voice actor for. Can you tell us how you got into like the entertainment industry? I've been acting since I was a kid, actually. I was a classically trained vocalist since I was really young. Um, so I've always been performing. And then when I got into college and was studying straight acting and kind of left the musical theater world, that's when I sort of honed in on film and television and working on screen. So after college, I moved out to L.A. Mm -hmm. to try and get it going. Wow. So what have been some of the things that our readers have seen you in? prior to talking about Law & Order, because obviously we're getting to that, too. <laughs> <laughs> My first sort of big break was on True Blood. You know, they initially hired me to do a smaller part for two episodes, and we all worked together really well, and they liked the character, so I ended up staying for two seasons. And for me, that was a huge learning experience and a hugely validating experience. Um, and to work with HBO sort of as my first home was something I'm really grateful for. Absolutely. I mean, you are just so extremely versatile. I know of you also from, like, you know, David Guetta music videos and different things like that. Like, how do you prepare yourself for all of these different types of opportunities? You sort of have to find the through line in what you bring to each one. And for me, that came down to getting comfortable with what I already bring to the table. So self-awareness is really important because that's going to kind of be the thread that binds it, whether you're doing video games or you're you know, doing television or music videos. If you're not comfortable with yourself and comfortable with sort of what you provide on naturally, then you're not really going to know where to go from there. So... For me, becoming more comfortable with myself and increasing my self-awareness was a tool that I think has helped me through all of the different mediums. Wow. So, Law & Order, I mean, it is a series I love watching. I can't tell you how many hours a week I watch it, <laughs> um, whether it's, you know, all the different ones. How did you get the call that you were joining the cast? Initially, they brought me on to do a few episodes as a guest star, and that we were going to kind of feel out her role as a, as a regular, and... When they decided they wanted to keep me and called me, mm -hmm. I lost it. I just started crying, and I and I just I couldn't believe it because not only am I a part of such a legendary show, but such a historic season. Mm -hmm. So I get 
all the weight that comes with that, even though this is my first season. Absolutely. So to be tied into such a monumental achievement for the show has been something that is very rare mm-hmm. and um, something I'm really grateful for. So tell us about, like, who is Officer Cat? Officer Cat and, and Jamie actually have a lot in common when it comes to being driven, driven and sometimes stubborn and independent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cat is more reserved when it comes to, I think, her personality. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the way she approaches her work and fighting for these victims, she really leads with her heart. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see her attempting to create more of a balance between her head and her heart as we continue on. Right now, she's still a little bit rough around the edges, mm-hmm. kind of learning how to conduct herself in this new world and this new set of rules and structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so... While she's a little bit out of line here and there, I think as she grows and becomes more comfortable with her role in the squad room, I think you'll see her settle in a little bit better. Wow. So what is it like working with this amazing cast of characters and, and just like Ice-T and Mariska, like all of these amazing people? How much are you learning? Like, what is that like? Because we have a lot of Law & Order fans. Like, they have been hounding me <laughs> for the last couple hours. Um, I learned so much from them both professionally and personally every day. You know, Ice has sort of had my back from the beginning, much as Finn has had Kat's back from Mm -hmm. the beginning. He and I connected instantly over my work in the music industry. Um, My side job in L.A. was working at a recording studio called Record Plant. So I worked there for about four years and dealt with a lot of the same people and personality types and scenarios that Ice has kind of grown up in, and we share a lot of those experiences. With Mariska... It's sort of a daily lesson in how to lead and how to inspire and motivate people. You know, all of my castmates have families. They all have children and they all come in and they focus and they bring a fresh energy every single day, Mm -hmm. which is easy for me to do as a new person. But Mm -hmm. thinking into working on something for 5, 10, 20 years, you might get jaded. Yeah. But every single one of my castmates comes in fresh daily, which is something that I find super impressive. And you guys cover a lot of really heavy topics. I mean, in terms of preparing, how cases actually come from, like, a lot of real things that are inspired by, and I'm sure there's a lot of, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to call it victim work, but understanding, like, how would you play that role? How would that person who's coming to you behave like that? Like, is that, is not draining, but is that something that takes a lot more for you to do versus other roles that you've taken on? Before we do each episode, we're sent a whole research packet that has a bunch of news articles and things that all deal with a scenario that we are dealing with on the show. And while we don't necessarily represent very specific people or events, oftentimes we are pulling from the news Mm -hmm. and from real people. And for me, that becomes very much a motivating factor. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to put aside whatever's happening with you personally and really give value to what you're doing because mm-hmm. there are real people dealing with these types of issues in their real lives. Yeah. And while we have to keep it light on set as much as we can because we are dealing with heavy material every single day, I think that approaching it with a little bit of reverence is the way that we all really justify what we're doing and just knowing that there are real people out there who are being positively impacted by our show is mm-hmm. something that is never lost on us. Wow. So you guys are currently filming right now. What is an average week like for you balancing the filming schedule? And then, like, what do you do when you're not on set? I 
chill in my apartment a lot, <laughs> you know, because we can work long hours. Some days are shorter than others. We're usually working five days a week, 10 mm-hmm. months out of the year. So it's your, it's a nine to five and you really have to think of your dressing room as your office and your trailer is your office and take that downtime and be productive with it. And it can be grueling, but you just remind yourself how lucky you are to be in this position every day. And that helps get you through it. Mm. And when I go home, you know, I like to just kind of hang and chill and cook and watch movies. And, you know, I'm happy to be in New York and have a lot of exploring to do. Well, exactly. So what do you do while you're here? Where could we potentially see you like working out or, you know, where do you like to shop here? What do you like to eat here? I love Japanese food, so I'm always trying out a new Japanese restaurant. Um, as far as working out, I work out um, at a fight gym. So I so work the out. the boxing episode, that was not new for you? No. Wow. That was kind of inspired by my routine already, and they said we want to incorporate that, and they'd already had a storyline they'd been working on, and mm-hmm. so it all kind of worked together. So a few days a week, I'm over at Gotham Gym. Oh, I love Gotham Gym. And, nice. yeah, I work with um, trainers there, mm-hmm. and... For me, my preferred method of workout is is, is technique and fight training. Um, So that's what I do a few times a week. Wow. With the summer coming up and everyone trying to look, you know, fit in their best, what are three boxing moves that you think people should add into their routine? Something super simple that anyone can do at home and you don't need to pay a lot of money for it and you don't need to have someone tell you how to do it is jumping rope. I hate jumping rope, but it's I did. Thing, but it's I true. It. <laughs> when I first started, I was like, oh my God, I'm so shitty at this. And then as you keep going yep. and just doing three minutes before I get into my workout every day, it just gets your coordination in check mm-hmm. and gets your rhythm in check. And for me, just kind of wakes you up. So I would say jumping rope is something that anyone can do mm-hmm. um, and benefit from. Wow. And you love to cook. So what are like three things we can see you cooking? We ask the tough questions around here. <laughs> I like I like projects. So I'll typically pick like a cuisine. I'll say, oh, what about Korean? I love the Korean like chige soups. Mm-hmm. So how can I make one at home? Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy cooking projects that involve going to a specialty grocery store, whether it's, you know, specifically a Korean grocery store or a Japanese grocery store, or an Indian grocery store. I kind of like exploring new ingredients, so I'll typically pick something that feels a little bit foreign to me and then learn not only about that type of food, but I think you kind of end up learning about different cultures that way at the same time. So what are philanthropies or charities that you're a part of or just platforms that are very personal to you that you do love to support and and get other people to draw awareness around that? I work a lot um, supporting the armed forces and veterans' causes. That's really important to me. I specifically work with organizations that help to aid the transition between active duty and civilian life. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those include the Student Veterans of America. Oh, wow. Um, they are an organization that has liaisons on 1,500 campuses throughout the country that help newly um, people who are newly coming out of the service and want to get even just their bachelor's degree, Mm -hmm. but are older and kind of have a full life that they have to work around. So they have an organization that helps to get over some of those hurdles to make, you know, achieving achieving your higher education easier for those who are coming out of service. And I work, when I was doing Call of Duty, I worked a lot with the Call of Duty Endowment, which helps place veterans in high-paying full-time jobs. Mm Um, And in in addition to veterans, I work a lot with mental health organizations such as the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI. Mm -hmm. And I also work a lot in cannabis reform. 
Wow. Um, so those are kind of my three major things, and they often mm-hmm. overlap in a lot of ways as well. Wow. I mean, that's one that's inspiring, but I love all these different areas that you just natively go into. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So what type of, like, what would be, like, acting projects that you would love to have offered to you, like, that you could imagine that that's on your, you know, bucket list of things to do? For me, it kind of comes down to the types of work, and, and I love being physical. That's one thing I loved about the boxing episode on SVU mm-hmm. was being able to be physical. I love fighting and doing stunt work and getting into it that mm-hmm. way, and so any job that really requires me to be physical or learn a new skill, mm-hmm. um, working in other languages and accents and things like that is something that also appeals to me. Um, I also really love animation because you get to voice characters mm-hmm. that you would never get to play on screen and yeah. it allows you to sort of stretch that muscle a little bit more. Oh my gosh. So with the summer coming up, do you have any plans that you have coming up in terms of travel or once again, bucket list travel destinations? Well, loving Japanese food the way I do. I also love traveling to Japan. Mm-hmm. I've been once before and so my fiance and I are doing sort of a honeymoon of sorts. We're going back to Japan um, to kind of have a, a retreat, relaxing week mm-hmm. um, in some of the onsen towns and in the, in the more nature-based that's places. So cool. Probably farther north in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my next big trip is going back to Japan. So when you're flying, what are three things that you like to have in your carry-on that makes you know traveling a lot more comfortable? Snacks. Mm-hmm. I always like to have snacks. <laughs> exactly. Um, I usually like to have some kind of oil or lotion. Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. Keeps your hands from getting dry. And I usually will bring some sort of essential oil as well. I'd like to dab lavender or yep. some peppermint or something kind of behind my ears. And it doesn't really disturb anybody else, but mm-hmm. it kind of keeps me in my own little yep. cocoon. Yep. Of sorts, so it's kind of all about comfort in that way mm-hmm. for me. I know that you're energized from the insights on today's episode of Tribe Goals. Tribe Goals is a member of the Multimedia Podcast Network Athleisure Studio, part of Athleisure Media and Athleisure Mag. Make sure to follow us and to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Himalaya, and Stitcher Premium. Visit us at athleisurestudio.com backslash tribe goals and follow us on Instagram at tribe.goals to see new episodes of Tribe Goals, as well as to see what other shows we have launched throughout our network. Tribe Goals is hosted by me, Kimmy Smith, and is executive produced by Paul Farkas and myself. Our theme music, Rough and Deep, is performed by Jurgling. I'll be back with our next Tribe Goals guest.